Yo, 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 what up, what up, my peoples? It's your boy Prime Evo, the IAMC TV weekend review. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for checking us out this week ending 21 of 2022. You know, um, it's been a rough, crazy week, yo. You know, just in the world around us, it's just a lot going on. So I'm just gonna dive right into it, you know. Um, Zimbabwe Zimbabwe government under fire for suspending um, bank credit. Uh, the Zimbabwe government has come under fire since Saturday for imposing a freeze on bank lending. Uh, stakeholders in the business sector on Monday warned that the move will encourage the development of a shadow banking system and jeopardize the country's economic recovery. Uh, President Emerson Ngagwa on Saturday ordered banks to suspend their lending activities as part of a plan to revive a country overwhelmed by soaring inflation driven by the war in Ukraine and soaring commodity prices. In early April, the central bank of Zimbabwe raised its main policy rate from 60% to 80% to curb inflation. Uh, this rate is currently the highest in the world and it's an absolute record for this South African country, according to the financial agency Bloomberg. Uh, the freezing of bank credits, according to the executive, aims to put a stop to speculation against the Zimbabwe currency, which has been trading in recent days on the parallel market at nearly 400 Zimbabwe dollars for one US dollar, more than double its official rates. Uh, the Chamber of Commerce and Industry, for its part, blasted the executive's decision in a statement which legitimizes parallel banking system at usurious rates. Uh, no investor would be interested in an economy where bank credits can be frozen overnight, it warned. Uh, the country's main banks initiated talks with the central bank on Monday. Shepard Ngandu, a union leader in the banking sector, stressed during these discussions, credit is a primary source of income for a bank. Uh, Zimbabwe's economy has been in deep crisis for more than 20 years, with international donors withdrawing because of unstable debts. Uh, yeah, we're going to go into other news that's um, affecting our lives. Um, Burkina Faso and Cairo assassination suspects ordered to pay 1.3 million in damages. Uh, the military court in Ogadougou on Tuesday sentenced former Burkina Faso President Blaise Compari and nine other defenders to pay more than 800 million CFA francs, which is about 1.2 million euros, in damages to the beneficiaries of former head of state. Thomas Sankara and his companions assassinated in 1987. Uh, the amount of damages for reparation of moral and economic prejudice amounts to uh, 807.5 million CFA francs, including a symbolic franc for the heirs of Thomas Sankara, said George Obain Meda. This sum will have to be paid jointly by Blasi Compore and the former commander of his guard, Hyacinth Cafando and the former head of the army in 1987, Gilbert Diendier, all sentenced to life imprisonment in early April for their involvement in the assassination, as well as seven other defenders sentenced to between 3 and 20 years in prison. According to the court decision, the Bukinib government will have to compensate the beneficiaries 
if the convicted persons are unable to pay the amounts. Uh, the mili military court, however, rejected a request for the return of Thomas Sankara's property to his family. Yeah, this Thomas Sankara's story was actually, uh, it's, a, it, it's a very hot touching story. Just shows you how, how our people are easily used. You know what I'm saying? They killed this guy that actually had high hopes for his country you know he was a pan thomas sankara is a pan-africanist for a lot of people that don't know who he was you know he was a young pan-africanist that was trying to make his country self-sufficient you know yeah i mean when you're trying to do things like that it, it's hard it's difficult you know what i'm saying there's going to be ups and downs it's going to be stressful on the people but if it's something that can be sustained over time you will see that the, the country will be all good for it you know but um, his friend, Blaise Compore is his friend, you know, was actually the one that planned this assassination. So that's why people have to be careful the type of people they have around them. Because the people that you think you really trust, that that actually going to die for you, are the people that are actually going to kill you, you know what I mean? But um, this Zimbabwe government issue right here, man, <laughs> the Zimbabwe government, they've been going through it for a long time, you know. And again, all of these issues that African countries are facing has to do with just uh, our ineptitude in governance, you know. It's not like we don't have the brains and minds to govern us the right way, to actually manage these resources the right way. But, you know, there's certain forces that are not allowing it to happen. And then when your leadership is corrupt and they in collusion with these other forces that are actually not from Africa, that these Western forces, they're in collusion with them, you know, to subju continue subjugating their people to poverty. You know what I mean? So this is what's been what's happening in Zimbabwe right now. This is what their people is facing. Why their money doesn't have any value, you know, because African the African continent, we still all trying to import and import and import you know we need to start exporting out not just to other african countries but outside of africa african countries need to support the products of different african nations you know what i mean this is what pan-africanism is about you know what i mean where we can all because everybody has different resources but if everybody are able to develop it and able to manage these resources the right way with, without intervention from the Western world, you know, it will be beneficial for the African continent and the world at large. It will be more beneficial for us, the African people, because right now it's more beneficial to the Western world and Africa is just suffering. And again, that's because our leaders are in collusion with these other entities, you know. Other news, though. Um, Gunmen killed seven Nigerian soldiers in ambush on the army. At least seven soldiers have been killed and two others missing in Nigeria in an ambush by gunmen while on patrol in the eastern state of Tarawa. Two, two military sources said on Wednesday. Uh, the attack occurred on Tuesday night when troops from the 93rd Battalion came under heavy fire in the village of Tati in the Takum local government area of Taraba State. Uh, Brigadier General and his aide were missing after the attack, uh, said sources that reported to Redders. Uh, right now, a search and rescue operation is ongoing, said an army source from the 93rd Battalion who spoke to the media on condition of anonymity. Uh, officials of the army are yet to comment on the attack. 
Uh, Taraba State suffered two separate bombings last month that were claimed by Islamic State militants and killed at least three people and injured more than 30. Uh, Nigeria has for over a decade contended with an Islamist insurgency that has targeted communities and security forces in northern parts of the country. This is this is a a crazy situation, you know, and um, and the Nigerian government is not really doing anything. I'm sorry to say, you know, they're not doing anything. I mean, this is what I've been saying, and a video just came out too with this Nigerian soldier condemning the Niger the, the senior military officials and stuff. I think it was talking in regards to this killing riot, where it was saying that Nigerian soldiers were killed. And the senior officials are just sitting there and not doing anything. They are not responding. The ones that are kidnapped, they are not going for them. Nobody is doing anything. They are not giving them the go-ahead to go actually fish out these people and do their job. Pretty much that was the cry. You know, there's the video, you know, that is playing right now. You can see it, you know. And um, that's pretty much what his, his cry is about. And I know him coming online like this. The Nigerian government is going to actually, and the Nigerian military command is actually going to lock him up, you know, because they don't tolerate this kind of um, um, public display um, of, of, of disregard for authority. Let me put it like that, you know what I mean? Because that's how they're going to look at it. They're going to court martial this dude. But everything he was saying was the truth, you know, because like I said before, I think in the last program, I actually said the same thing that. It's unfathomable how the Nigerian government has not been able to at least control this terrorist, the movements and the actions of this terrorist. You know, Nigerian citizens are kidnapped and they are still on Nigerian soil and the government has not been able to do anything to actually bring these people back. You know, the last people that got kidnapped the last time um, uh, on the Abuja Kaduna rail, railway line, you know, some of them, they actually have been released. I have the story coming up. You know, people, they were going to open those that rail line again. The families had to come out and tell the Nigerian government, like, no way. Like, without our people coming out of captivity, you know, and there's some type of plan on how this railway is going to be secured, this line will not be open. They were willing to sit themselves in front of the rail the, the train tracks for the train to run them over that's what they were saying you know because it's it's crazy that the government cannot do anything for these people you know they just fold in their hands and but yet you have politicians paying a hundred million naira to collect a nomination form in a country where they say there's no money you know somebody's paying two hundred and something thousand dollars for for form to become president of the country so it, so it's, it's crazy it's just so much so much destruction and mayhem that's going on in nigeria right now and it should not be happening and like i've always said the presidency is complicit in this because there's no way you know what i mean that the presidency is giving orders to fish out these people and for the military to do their job and nothing is being done. And yet we have junior military officers coming out and saying the senior military officers are not doing anything, that these officers are actually complicit. You know, I mean, they're playing politics with soldiers' life, man, and, and, and people and citizens' life, man, you know, because that's what this is, man, you know, and we need to, we need to do the needful, you know, we need to do the needful. These people... <laughs> That's why a lot of people are already talking about a military incursion into this Nigerian democracy. 
you know what i'm saying i'm gonna have another video that uh, on the imc tv global updates or for nigerian youth that's he's a politician also you know i had to actually take some i had to actually take some real permission from him before i even went further and even published this video because like i told him i'm like you're gonna be all right because this video that you're putting out man it can actually cause a lot of problems for you you understand what i'm saying but he told me to go ahead and publish this video but the whole call is for military incursion into the to the system because the the politicians are not doing anything if anything they are causing more problems they are the problem right now the constitution that's in Nigeria that needs to be changed. They have not even really done the needful. All they're doing is little amendments here and there that don't mean nothing. You understand what I'm saying? But uh, let's go to all the stuff that's happening in our world because, I mean, it, it's just so much craziness, man. Um, other stuff. Other news, people. Remains of slain female Sokoto students, Deborah, buried in the J-State. And the body of Deborah Samuel, a female student of Shoshagari College of Education, Sokoto, who was burned to death on Thursday by her colleagues for alleged blasphemy, has been buried in Tongya, Magajia, Rijal local government area of Niger State. Uh, it's reported that Aunt Deborah was on Thursday violently stoned to death and set ablaze by an angry mob who were mostly students of the college. Uh, the body of Deborah was said to have been brought in a chatter bus on Saturday. She was subsequently buried by family members who accused the, the Sokoto state government of not handling the incident properly. Yeah, this is a, this has been a tragic story right here. Deborah Samuel Yakubu, um, she's a student of Shoshagari College of Education, as she as has been reported and. Um, she was attacked, you know, because um, she made a comment regarding a religious post that was on an, on, on, on an online classroom, I guess, homework assignment uh, group platform, and people were posting Islamic um, media and things like that. And she spoke against it. I mean, she was speaking in ourselves, so I really don't know what she was saying. But according to what they said, they said she blasphemed the... Uh, the um the 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 religion itself islam or allah or muhammad or one of that and because of that the students they actually dragged her out you know what i'm saying of the dorms where she was staying stoned her to death and um and set her fire ablaze you know and these people actually even had the audacity to even come in front of the camera and brandishing the matchbox you know as you can see in this video you know, dude brandishing the matchbox that he was the one that set her in blaze. You know, and, and this this is just so disheartening. I'm like, this right here just shows how even having knowledge is not having wisdom. You understand what I'm saying? Because how can you kill somebody because they tell you don't post religious texts? You know, that's why I said Africa religious are a problem. I said it in the last show. Corruption and religion is our biggest problem. And you know, and if those two things, you know, are not addressed, we are going nowhere, you know, because we are killing each other over nothing. This religion that we are fighting over, to me, is somebody else's tradition. 
It's somebody else's culture. That's somebody else's thing that we are killing each other for. We have our own. We can't even develop on our, on our own and appreciate our own. But yeah, we are killing each other over somebody else's thing. We need to get some sense, Africa, man. We need to get some sense. We, c- we cannot just be wasting lives like this for nonsense. We cannot be wasting life like this. We need to we need to rise above certain things. You know, that's why the leadership need to continually make sure our people are educated. Yeah, I know people will say, yeah, these people were in college. They still don't know no better. That's because of the kind of doctrines, you know what I'm saying, that have been put out there. Because not everybody that has knowledge has wisdom. You know, that's why you have a lot of pastors missing to put in the Bible. So same way you have this Islamic clerics that are misinterpreting in the Quran to their followers. So that's why things like that can happen. And a lot of these people, they are not reading for themselves. A lot of people don't realize that you have a one-on-one relationship with God. Everybody has a one-on-one relationship with God. You don't need no Islamic cleric, no native doctor, or no pastor to talk to God. You understand what I'm saying? I don't want to even get into that religion thing right now, but I just want to just say that, you know, everybody has that spirituality with God. You don't need no pastor, no imam to be a middleman or whatever. You know, so we need to we need to come up out of this, man. That's why I said before the white people came into Africa, before they came into Nigeria, into the old Benin Empire. You know, we were greater than we are right now. Let me just leave it there. Uh, prime suspect in Deborah Samuel's murder traced to Nigeria Republic. It's a poll may be enlisted. Uh, top operators of the Sokoto State Police Command have revealed that one of the prime suspects in the murder of Deborah Samuel, the Sheo Shagari College of Education female student, is strongly suspected to be a foreigner from the neighboring Nigeria Republic. Uh, police officials said the suspect could not yet be found in the Sokoto metropolis despite his face being captured in a viral video when he was boasting about his role in the lynching and burning of the 200 level students. Uh, we started looking for him immediately. We saw his video on social media because he's fundamental to our investigation. A top police source told uh, People's Gazette. Uh, we are now learning that he's not even a Nigerian, but only came in illegally from Nigeria Republic to cause chaos in our country. Uh, the official said Interpol might be enlisted to help arrest the suspect, even though many officers Many officers still hold that the suspect is a Nigerian and remain within the country's borders. Uh, some officers are saying he's a Nigerian and we need additional time to find him. We have no facial recognition database, but we are following all available intelligence on the matter. Uh, a spokesman for the police said he could not immediately provide additional updates about their handling of their crisis. Uh, meanwhile, the police commissioner, Kamaldin Okunola, said he would not comment on the investigations. And that's what I'm saying. It's just This story just shows you failure at every level. You know what I'm saying? So I, this guy, even if he's from the Jerry Republic and he's an illegal immigrant, how? How? That just shows because our system has failed. The custom, the immigration service, you know, before he even becomes a, so he is an illegal immigrant. That means he doesn't even go to that school. But yet he was one of the leaders that attacked this girl. See the point right there? 
he's not even a student because if you claim he's not a Nigerian, which I don't believe, like, you know, like the other officer said that he's Nigerian, you know, because this is something that nothing is going to happen. That's the worst thing about the story. These guys that, that killed this girl, nothing is going to happen to them. Because this is not the first time. There are other stories of Nigerian women that have been killed in the northern part of Nigeria because they are Christians for one reason or the other based on their religion. You understand what I'm saying? So this is not the first time. You know, this is something that has been happening and nothing comes out of it. So I think them saying he's from the J Republic is just a way to just still sweep it under the table. But again, even if yet yeah, that is the case, doesn't that show that our system, the government has failed in itself? We can't even control and protect our borders. We still have not been able to do that. You know, we still don't know who's inside the, the territory of Nigeria as a nation. We don't know. You know, so when you have a situation like that where you there's no accountability, you know, of people that are in your country or in your community, you know, that this is what happened. You have all types of crime going on, you know. But on May Debarra Samuel Yakubu's spirit, may may I so may she rest in peace because um nobody deserved to be actually butchered the way she was killed. She was stoned to death and set ablaze. You know what I mean? And and nobody deserved that. You know. But um other news though. Abuja Kaduna train attack. Terrorist free pregnant woman among abducted passengers. Uh, terrorists who attacked and kidnapped passengers on an Abuja Kaduna train have freed one of their victims, a pregnant woman in their custody. The woman was reportedly freed from captivity, although it's not yet clear if the family members paid any ransom. Uh, meanwhile, the woman who appeared in a black Muslim attire putting on a face mask stated that the terrorists released her because of her condition. Uh, she appealed to the Nigerian government to negotiate with the kidnappers to secure the release of other victims in their den. According to Nigerian Vanguard News, she said it is becoming very important because of the uncertainty surrounding the plight of others who are still in the terrorist den. Uh, the terrorists are taking care of us. They fed us well and gave us our medication. It could be recalled that the terrorists attacked the train on the Abuja Kaduna Railway on March 28, where at least eight passengers were killed in the incident. Also, 168 others had been kidnapped or declared missing. It was the second time the rail line between Abuja and Kaduna would be the target of our bandits. Um, yeah, this is um, some sort of good news that she was she has been released. You know, apparently since like a family secured that release one way or the other, they paid because they didn't just were releasing her just from the kindness of their heart. You know, because I was gonna say there's a newborn baby there. Why didn't they release that newborn baby and the the mother? You know, or why didn't they let that both of them go at the time before that one even had her baby in the terrorist den? You know. So, but um, this is good news. But again, this just shows you, you know, this just shows you the inefficiency, you know, the cluelessness of the Nigerian government. You know what I'm saying? The complicity of the Nigerian government in all of this. Because I, I can't believe that you can't set up a way to rescue these people. You know, yes, sometimes it's going to be collateral damage. You know what I'm saying? But we need to send messages home. We need to let terrorists know, like, you know, you, it's not business as usual. You know, and pampering them will not send that message. 
you know so if we keep thinking that oh we need we need to just just let them be and just try to meet their demands and that's going to make them stop we are deceiving ourselves you know what i'm saying we need to do the needful you know what i'm saying for our people and we need to stop this madness that's that's actually tearing that's that's tearing the country apart into multiple places because nigerians in pieces right now man you know what i'm saying whoever tell you otherwise is lying through their teeth okay um Federal Capital Territory Ministry demolishes multi-million naira mansion belonging to Popo Gri in Abuja. Uh, multi-million naira mansion belonging to Prince Joseph Popo Gri, a strange lover of a controversial Hollywood actress turned to DK, has been demolished by the Federal Capital Territory Administration in Abuja. Uh, it was gathered that the mansion, which is in the Aso Koro area, was invaded on Saturday at about 8 a.m. by officials of the Federal Capital Territory Administration with a bulldozer which began to demolish the building. Uh, the owner of the building, Prince Bogbogiri, had expressed shock saying he was not pre-informed by the officials about the demolition which, is, which he described as illegal. I don't have any issue with anybody that will warrant the wicked and illegal destruction of my house this morning without any pre-notice from the FCT ministry. Is it because I'm from the Niger Delta region of this country? I just woke up this morning and saw the ministry officials, security men and a bulldozer and the next thing I saw was my fence being brought down. Uh, they entered my compound and began to demolish my house. As we talk, my swimming pool is gone, a bungalow in my compound is also down. And any moment from now, the full mansion, which cost me over 700 million naira, my hard hand money will soon be brought down. And I don't know the offense I've committed, and I don't know who is behind this. It's, this is a sad story, because I saw this news um, trending, and I, I just shook my head, you know, because the reason they said um, they wanted to build a road, and that's why they took down this mansion. As you can see this video, this house, this house is it's a real nice house, man, you know, for them to just take it down. I just thought it was uh, some political or personal beef that resulted in this, you know, because like dude was pointing out in the video, you know, he said, this house is right behind mine, being built, not even finished, being built, and those houses have not been taken down. So how is it that where is the road coming from and where is the road going? That was his question, you know. So this is just the nonsense that goes on in Nigeria. That's because the rule of law does not apply, you know. Things are not working the way it needs to work. And this is the reasons why youths are calling for a military incursion. You know, why you have this different, some people want the, 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 the country to divide. You know, these are the reasons because people do what they want because like i said i think this is politically motivated because this guy says somebody a few times people have come to try to buy this property from him for a few billion naira and he refused because he specifically specifically built this house for him and his family and he, he, he this place gave him serenity and peace of mind so he didn't want to sell so I think that's what the motivation was, and they came to you know Bordeaux's house. But again, whoever did this, it's it's not cool, man. It's not good for people to just be wicked like that, you know. Other stuff, yo. 
ex-vice president Atiku complains about growing insecurity in Nigeria despite deleting his tweet on Deborah Samuel's murder in Sokoto. Uh, former Vice President Atiku Abubakar, who is a People's Democratic Party presidential aspirant, on Saturday engaged in his usual rhetoric of lamenting that insecurity has worsened in the country. Atiku made the remarks in Calabar Cross River States only a day after he denied and deleted a tweet where he had earlier condemned the gruesome murder of a 200-level female student of the Shewo Shagari College of Education in Sokoto State, Deborah Samuel. Um, he spoke while addressing PDP stakeholders in Calabar as they prepared for May 28th primaries of the party. He said history would judge the electorate if we fail to elect the right people to positions of power. Uh, the government of President Mohamed Buhari has completely disappointed Nigerians in the area of security. The northern part of the country is the worst hit. The situation should no longer continue. It will be recorded that Article on Friday earlier condemned the gruesome killing of Deborah who was accused of blasphemy. But not long after he tweeted, the post was deleted because of a backlash against the former vice president by some Muslims on social media who threatened Atiku that he lose millions of votes in Sokoto for the said tweet. Atiku thereafter denied the tweet on Deborah Samuel and it was deleted, an action which attracted mixed feelings from Nigerians, with some of them questioning if Atiku actually stood for justice and fairness or he was only desperate for power. They are all just desperate for power, you know. This guy that's sitting up here condemning Buhari, during that time Buhari was running against Jonathan, this guy decamp from the PDP to APC and supported Buhari. You understand what I'm saying? So this is one of the people that actually helped Buhari get into power, you know what I'm saying? And now he's trying to be president by fire, by force, you know what I'm saying? But this is the things they use, the Nigerian voters need to look at. They're all these antecedents of our politicians, you know, they are, none of them have no integrity, none of them are straight up. All of them are going there not for service for the people, but to serve their own families and their own egos, you know what I'm saying? So we need to really watch out for that. We need to really screen these old people out, these people that have actually been the cause of the problem Nigeria is going through right now. They need to be screened out. Atiku is part of the problem. He was vice president to President Obasanjo during the 1999 um, uh, presidency, 1999 to when? to 2006 or 2005 something like that you know before Yarodua came out they were the ones in power so yeah he has been trying his hardest you know what i'm saying to get into power he has no integrity because if he has any integrity he will be supporting the southeastern president right now. he will be supporting peter ob because peter ob a lot of southeasterners have supported him greatly for his quest to become president. But now that the nation needs to do the needful and zone it to the South and let the South zone it to the South is, they have actually just thrown it open, the PDP, his party. That just shows you these people have no integrity. And that's what their constitution says. They are supposed to rotate from North to South and back and forth. But for whatever reason, they chose not to abide by their own constitution. So those are the people that are trying to lead Nigeria, and we need to stop that. Men of integrity should not be in position of power. In no way in Africa, they should not smell position of power. Simple as that, you know.
Other news though, um, jihadists in Bornu plots to kill another young woman for alleged blasphemy, post death threats on Facebook. Some religious extremists in the Bornu state have threatened to kill a young woman identified as Naomi Goni after claiming that she allegedly insulted Professor Mohammed on Facebook. Uh, Sahara reporters learned that championing the threat is one Abdul Majid Tanko Isge, who claimed to, the, to be the president of a group Bornu Youth Support. He vowed that the death penalty was the punishment that would be meted out to Naomi. Uh, the threat by the Bornu extremist, extremist comes while the country has yet to resolve the gruesome murder of a 200 level Shewo Shagari College of Education student in Sokoto State, Deborah Samuel last Thursday by a Muslim mob which comprised of her classmates. Uh, the incident has continued to attract international condemnation and the police have arrested two suspects. Although a protest by some Muslim youths over the arrest on Saturday turned violent in the state and forced Governor Aminu Tambua to impose a 24-hour curfew. Uh, in the Bornu episode, it is learned that the police are taking Naomi Goni into custody over the death threats by the jihadists. Uh, writing, writing partly in Aousa, Tanko Izge said, A message to government of Bornu states. And it goes on with the, you know, outside, but translated, it said, There's a girl named Naomi Goni who insulted the message of Allah. And in Islam, it is a death sentence, even if it is a Muslim. We therefore call on the Bornu state government to take immediate action, or else we Muslims will not sleep and we will take action. That's what I'm saying, man. I don't even want to read further because this is just ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you killing people for what you know the person you're killing somebody over it's not even a nigerian it's not even this person be dead how many years ago you know what i'm saying that's why i say religion need to be banned in africa because we have our own we have our own ways we have our own spirituality during the days when we were observing our own spirituality without these foreign religions all of this was not happening all this nonsense was not happening in our societies you know what i'm saying so we need to really take a serious look at all of this religious nonsense that's going on not just the islam christians too sometimes it seems like the christians own you know because christians only just it's just something else you know what i mean so that's why i'm just religion is the biggest problem in africa corruption is the biggest africa uh, problem in africa this is what i continue to say yo people this is what's going on in our world right now that's why i said this week has been a terrible week we hope this week coming up will be a better weekend and all of that and for all of these atrocities that has been committed man the the necessary authorities they need to do their job do their due diligence and take the necessary actions for the protection of lives and property. You know what I mean? But um, thank you again for joining us. This is the IMC TV Weekend Review. It's your boy Prime Evil. One love until next weekend. One.